Fellas, say goodbye to Chuck Sherman the boy. I am now a man. I highly recommend you join the club. We are doing the wild thing all night. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Sherman. Sherman, I could build this food. Is that all you gonna eat? General Sherman realized and understood the importance of house music. So, do you know anything about techno? No. Listen. Yeah, you know. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherm in the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherm. Today is Thursday, August 15th, 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 71071 of In the Booth, and we just keep getting bigger and better. You know I'm not about to slow down now. This episode is featuring a man I've been looking up to for a long time. He goes by the name of Fives, a member of Porn and Chicken, former GM of the Mid, and also a Sony Alpha ambassador he does all that and then some i've got a lot of respect for this man i don't want to spoil any surprises he does so much more than just benefiting the music scene here he also does a lot for the community but he's going to tell you all about that five from the bottom of my heart man i really appreciate you coming on to the podcast it means so much let's get into it right now guys episode 71 with fives (laughs) action Well, here we are, ladies and gentlemen, with someone that I have been following for quite some time, Phi, AK Fives. Yep. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Sherman the Booth. Thank you. It's an honor to be here, man. Thank you. Wow. Link. It's the, it's an honor, <laughs> huh? That's awesome. Seriously, like, I have been following you. So I moved to Chicago about four and a half, five years ago, and I had a lot of friends. I went to IU. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of friends who moved to Chicago, so I came to visit a lot. And I had seen you during a porn and chicken show one time, just like fucking crushing a set. And I was like, God damn, like, who is this guy? Thank and you. then come to find out all the mutual friends we have. I mean, your name has come up on the show multiple times. Just recently nice. with James Fisher Aligned. Oh, yeah, I love him. ADLX. Amazing, amazing. Yep. Oh, Most of the such homies. Good music, yep. man. JG, like, everyone speaks so highly of you. No mm-hmm. surprise, you're an awesome guy involved in so many things. So. Just want to acknowledge all you for good all the peeps, things you've man. done. Yeah, thank you. That's what it's really all about, appreciate man. that, yo. I, I noticed in Chicago a lot, just like with the people, like I said, I'm from Indiana. Mm-hmm. Chicago is a melting pot, yes, but everyone's got that Midwest attitude. Of course, yeah. Right? It's totally different than the West Coast or the East Coast. And oh, my God. Not to say anything's wrong with that, but people are just more real and down to earth here, I feel like. Yeah, and, absolutely. It's more of a yeah. genuine connection you make with mm-hmm. people. Yep. LA, like, of course, there's so many things going on there, like, Obviously, the music and radio scene there, yeah. the Hollywood scene, New yeah. York, School of Hard Knocks. Like, there's a lot of people who live there. There's a lot of ways to have success. But I feel like everyone's not stabbing each other in the back, but kind of looking to leapfrog. Yeah. Yep. You know, and something I've noticed in Chicago, too, is I feel like in the music industry, from my experience so far, everyone's kind of waiting in line, right? Yeah. And it's about how long are you willing to wait in line? Mm-hmm. And who are you waiting in line with? Sure. So, like, if you and I are waiting in the line, I don't really care how long we wait because we're going to talk, we're going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. And we see the people that Chinese cut or, like, you know, go to yep. the front of the line. And we're like, hey, I see that. I remember you. Yeah. And then there are people in front of us who are like, I can't wait any longer. Yep. And then we keep waiting. Yep. And then we finally get to the front of the line, whatever ride or event we're going to. Yep. Chicago and I noticed that grinds. a lot in Chicago. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Everybody's working hard here. Yep. Always on the grind. And Always it's all about the, the people. I'll say that. There's something to love about every other city. I think the thing that keeps everyone going in Chicago is the people and how genuine people are, yes. the connections you can make. You know, that's why we 
put up with all these bullshit winners, right? <laughs> you know, all these days. It's like the yeah. people here you can still kick it with, and there's Absolutely. always something going on. And you know, we are spoiled also with music, and we, yeah. like you said, we are a melting pot of. You know, you can go and listen to one of the best dubstep bass shows and, mm-hmm. you know, walk down the street and listen to some amazing techno. And it's crazy. Not to mention the underground scene and yeah. all of that. I love it here. Mm-hmm. I think probably my favorite part is not just the people, like you said, but it's so easy to feel like, oh, I can get in touch with this person. Like, mm-hmm. the, the rule of six degrees of separation in the world, yeah. right? I think it's two degrees here in Chicago. Yeah. For anybody. It doesn't have to be like, you're a DJ, you're a DJ. It's mm-hmm. like... You're a makeup artist yeah. who knows this person yeah. or like, you know, the Zantra girls too. Like yeah. they of course knew everybody and all that type of stuff. And, you know, we could probably run down the fucking list of the people yeah. that we oh, mutually yeah. know. Right. Yep, and that's why sure. it's so much fun when you go out to festivals, like you said, Lollapalooza. Mm-hmm. What did you say? Homie Fest? Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. You just yeah. go and you're more hanging out and networking with people and just yeah. kind of enjoying that more so. I mean, back in the day you'd go and listen to headliners and yeah, there's some shows that you definitely want to see. But for the most part, if you go to festival, you're just hanging out with friends. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's about that experience and just being there and seeing people that you normally wouldn't normally see, like, on a weekend or anything. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. that's the festivals, too. Like, I feel like I've gotten to the age where I used to see a festival lineup. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. Haven't seen this person. Haven't seen this person. Like this, like this. Yep. 27 now. I've been to a lot of festivals. I've seen a lot of great (laughs) shows. Yeah. I kind of want to be like, I want to put myself in a position where I'm going to these because I'm going to have a good time, but also I want to learn. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, how do these guys, how do these professionals, Yeah. it didn't just happen overnight. They got yep. to this position for a reason. Right. So I'm always just like trying to learn from these people. Yeah. And you you'll know? see the people that are behind the scenes. You know, yes. Like talking about Lala. We met, got to meet all the people that are behind the, the Lala structure, mm-hmm. the Red Bull structure they built there, mm-hmm. um, all the bartenders, like everyone, all the industry people behind the scenes. You really get to know them. And, you know, even at the after party, those, those all, all those people oh, let yeah. loose. And we, yes. you know, we really got to know them besides you know, they're working, you know, without, without the working face on. They're just letting loose. We're getting down at Spy <laughs> Bar. And, yeah, it's, it's a well oiled machine. Man. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's surprising how everything always comes together. I know. And, and not even just music, but the whole creative industry. Uh-huh. It's a well oiled machine. Mm-hmm. I think it's obviously pretty hard to make it. And like I said, back in the line thing, but you know, you got to love it along the way every day when you get up. Success for most people, I would say, who aren't doing something that they truly love, and that could be anything. I feel like they maybe have like a backhanded sort of jealousy because I may not make the most money or have the nicest car or whatever, but goddamn, right. do I love doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, like yep. I always say, like if it was just you and I yeah. and Tony that yeah. listen to this podcast, I'm good. I'm yeah. still fucking doing it every <laughs> single day. Yep. So when the success and the fame or whatever happens, that's just a cherry on top because I love what I'm doing mm-hmm. no matter what. Absolutely. That's yep. where the passion comes yep. from. Yep. I agree. I agree. And as cliche as it sounds, that's. Really, the truth of the matter, it's you just pursue your passion and the money will come if you are really dedicated and true to what you do and yeah. you really believe in it and you put everything into it, you know, it'll come. Success yeah. will come. I mean, how many people have you met, like, just let's just say DJs, for example, yeah. that are maybe 30 years or above, mm-hmm. maybe haven't even made it yet, mm-hmm. but are probably some of the happiest people you've ever met, right? Oh, so many, so many. They're so them. glad yeah. to be hanging out with people who are like-minded, playing great shows, whatever it might be. Exactly. They don't have to be closing Perry stage on Sunday night at right. Rala, but, yeah. you know, it's all the same. I mean, so many of our friends, and I'm sure so many people you've interviewed, yeah. you know, have had that, you know, that, that, that mentality and that route, and they continue to, mm-hmm. you know, to do that. So yeah, absolutely. I think it's awesome. 
Now, you got that Chicago mindset. Are you from Chicago originally? Uh, I'm from the suburbs, Skokie. So Skokie. I was born in Chicago, grew up in Skokie, mm-hmm. and then went to school in Champaign, U of I. Nice. And then came back and city life ever since. What was uh, the electronic music scene like when you were in college? Oh, it was not quite there yet. It was, was Canopy Club there? Come, yeah, Canopy was there. <laughs> it's Canopy always been was there. there, but they didn't really... DJs were not that big back then. I think the... That was around the Benny when Benny Benassi really blew up. Yes. Was that, so actually that's that's yes. right around there, and you know, I was a trance guy back then, uh, <laughs> so there weren't too many shows around. But that's yeah, there's definitely uh, the scene was starting to blossom then, just like right at the cusp. Is that when electronic music came into your life? Uh, yeah, right around there. So mm-hmm. what was like some of the first DJ sets you ever saw? Like, was there an experience you um, remember? Oh, like, I would, oh, I love. I was shit. that kid. I, I just went around to every festival I could. Went to you know when Ultra, um, you know their their first few years down in Miami. Nice. Um, you know Paul Van Dyke, Oakenfold, all that. Yeah. Uh, Robbie Rivera, uh, all those artists. I, like I said, I was That's like a awesome. trance guy. Yeah. So I would you know travel around, go to Europe. I went to Ibiza, got to see. Uh, you know, Carl Cox there. It was Jesus. That, that's kind of what really just tossed me, tossed me into the deep end with electronic music. There's a whole other world of electronic music, like oh, absolutely for the outside ear. And then, like <laughs> once you go into the house and techno and uh-huh. even trance, I mean, it's all an umbrella, mm-hmm. and everybody is kind of standing in different parts of this reign of life. But yeah. like you go into different parts, you're like, damn. Like like I said, we went to Movement first time. I went to Movement. I was like. What is this shit? Yep. But I love it. Mm-hmm. But it's you gotta sometimes go experience it, and it's almost like you gotta challenge yourself. Yeah. I guess for like lack of a better term, like you gotta go like, okay, I don't know this DJ, or I don't know what this set's yeah. gonna be like. I've maybe seen that person before, but I'm gonna go to this. Yeah. Yep. And it sometimes brings something out of you. Yep. And I think that's the beauty of festivals still too. And yeah. Going back to what we said, sometimes yeah, you do want to see a headliner, but sometimes you just want to get lost, find a random stage, yeah. and just enjoy whatever artist that is and discover this new artist because they're course. put on the lineup for a reason. Yeah, you know? of course. And there's so much talent out there right now. that So much know, talent. Yeah. I mean, with how we are living in this digital age, the best producer, for all we know, it could be in his room at it 17 Most years of old are. on yeah. his laptop, yep. right? Absolutely. Because I don't know, they don't have the money to afford the speakers or the mm-hmm. headphones or some shit. I mean, like, I have a friend and he is such a good producer out of nowhere and he uses, like, an old iMac. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, like, just, like, barely works. But yep. this guy is cranking out tunes. Shout out to Nino. Yeah. And it's just, like, unbelievable because it's just the work you put into it. Yep, absolutely. So... In terms of music, I mean, obviously, grown in Chicago, it's home of house music. Mm-hmm. You individually, like I know, but for the listeners out there, everything you've done with Porn and Chicken, Running the Mid, all that stuff, like we were talking about before, mm-hmm. what's been some personal and cultural milestones you've experienced in the past decade in regards to house music? Oh, man. I feel like house music got brushed off to the side and. I mean, there's still a handful of kids I feel like don't fully understand the fun, like the foundation that house music provided for a lot of artists and a lot of artists started within the house scene and kind of grew from there, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and there's always this trajectory. So I feel like it's been a roller coaster of, um, of the, um, the shift in music and genres. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. See, I want to say this right. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, house music started out, yeah. Uh, especially me. I mean, everyone's different in how they see everything. And the, the music that I was exposed to is, di- is different than anyone else's journey, you know. Sure. Um, but what the way I see it is that as 
um, you know, technology and software became more readily available for kids, more music was made, electronic music became at the forefront. You no longer had to, you know, if you want to record a pop song, you don't have to have all these instruments and go to the studio. You yep. can just crank it out in Ableton, yep. you know, record some vocals on it, and mm-hmm. there's a plug-in for literally any hardware, <laughs> yeah. anything, any instrument you want to use. Amen. And you can just layer everything. So the shift, um, I feel like, started out with, you know, house and, you know, trance has always been there. Um, but then, you know, dubstep had its rise and we kind of, kind of embraced it once that started blowing up. Yeah, true. And then it became, you know, drum step and, you know, there's always, you know, drum and bass in the background. There's mm-hmm. always UK garage. There's all these genres and certain genres kind of peaked. Some genres didn't, you know, hard style made a big comeback in the West coast. Yeah. And it really was kind of just the, it depended on it really depends on where you live and that's kind of what you're exposed to yeah definitely. amen to that um you know chicago being the home you know i would say home house music uh, we were still like you said a melting pot of everything so we got a little bit of everything mm-hmm. and even pop right now a lot of pop can be considered electronic music and i, I mean feel it's like produced by shift. a lot of these electronic producers uh-huh. a lot exactly. of people don't know yep and uh I think that there's that shift now that it became mainstream. Electronic music is more pop. A lot yep. of EDM, you know, quote yep. unquote, is yep. is really pop music right now, or can be considered pop music. People are kind of going out on their own to either make new or explore new genres of music, and right. you know, that's why I think this year there's. Uh, these past two years, there's been a big resurgence in tech house, you know, with, yes. you know, Fisher and um, a lot of artists kind of transitioning over to, you know, that. And a lot of even, uh, I think Big Room is going to make a, a big comeback. And that's something Cyclical that... Cyclical process. It is. It? it absolutely is. Yeah. It, it is. And sounds evolve and new, you know... Um, you know, tastes come about and mm-hmm. there's always this new sound that you're developing. Um, and I feel like, yeah, there, there's just that whole roller coaster of you know music paradigm shifts if you yeah will. absolutely and it's so interesting to hear you talk about it you know only a few years older than me but how you like well it all started with the trance right yeah for me like it started with the the um hook and slings take you higher uh-huh. you know what i mean okay. the avicis the levels yep. like the one of the first electronic shows i went to was avicii mm-hmm. one of the first electronic songs i heard was brazil dead mouse yeah yep. so i kind of saw this like okay progressive era for me yep. and then it went into big room the hardwells and the steve aoki's um, and then it kind of was like, okay, I can't do all this big room anymore. Yeah. And now it's kind of time for it to come back, yep. right? It's nine, mm-hmm. ten years. Yeah. And then it goes in the trap, you know, the Philostradamus oh, yeah. original yep. Don. Of course, yeah. That comes around. And then it goes into more dubstep and the snails of the world start appearing, the excisions mm-hmm. and stuff. And, like, I feel like just all these new groups of people kept coming in because the music was evolving. It is, You know, yeah. and then someone like Tiesto is, like, seeing this and he's like, okay, we got to do this, this, mm-hmm. this. And then now I've realized just from, like, honestly not being able to jump for three days in a row at festivals uh-huh. i'm looking to dance i'm looking to go to the house music right yeah and house music to me someone who told me this alex kislov he was like if you look at google trends yeah house music is always slowly going up yep never yeah. up and down mm-hmm. and now i kind of see it all kind of forming together yeah you know and it's, it's so good interesting. Way to put it yeah it's so mm-hmm. interesting to see because for all of us now who are sharing this in the moment i don't know maybe what 19 and 20 year olds are going through yeah 
what I did. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy just to hear your perspective on that. Yeah. And now everything's intersecting. Yeah, and it's crazy because, um, you know, my, my wife Danny is doing this uh, web series for The Verge, and yeah. she actually covered uh, Junkie XL. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember Junkie XL, yes. but he's doing major movie scores now. And oh, she just went to the spot, and he was producing all these crazy cinematic um, just tracks for movies like 300 for Blades. Some Hans Zimmer shit. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> unreal. And to see that whole scene come into cinema now, you mm-hmm. know, like that's considered, you know, it's crazy. Yep. I mean, part of these like, you know, IMAX experiences is like these high def, you know, Dolby sound mm-hmm. systems, right? Yep. And it's funny because the guy we were talking about a line, I was like, what's one thing that you want to start doing? And he had like a song that was featured in like, I think it was Veil, yeah. like a summer movie mm-hmm. or something. And he was like, I want to start making like scores for movies. And like, that's such a creative outlet for someone who's like I don't just want to make music to play DJ sets yeah you know Mm -hmm. because music is a language yeah you know and it's something that's universal and for movies and television shows yeah let alone video games and video games man how can I forget about video games that's a huge huge thing that's going on it's crazy you talked about Ninja too just like the intersect between let's just say him and Marshmallow yeah Ninja's getting Marshmallow fans and Marshmallow's getting Ninja fans and it's just so cool to see those types of things in the collaboration. Yep, absolutely. Um, but again, like I said in the beginning, so I heard of you, saw you five, six years ago when Porn Chicken was at Evil Olive. Uh-huh. I want to ask just a little bit about how you, Dom, and Orval came together and, you know, where did this idea really form? Um, Dom actually started this years ago at Risque Cafe uh, with Mandy, Dan Dwyer, um, there, there's a couple Hank, there's a couple other people, Dave Hansen, mm-hmm. um, and Orville uh, was one of the first DJs he booked. He just saw really? Orville DJing with a controller, like a MIDI controller, and Dom's <laughs> like, I need to book you, and then came in, um, you know, he knew Ammo, he wanted an all-inclusive kind of, an, it's just an experience in itself. Sure. Um, and... It outgrew Risqué, and at that time I was working at Evil Olive, mm-hmm. and Eric Ballard was the, the GM there before me, mm-hmm. and he had we brought Porn and Chicken over, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how I got introduced to all of them, and I'm like, I really dig what you guys are doing, yeah, you know, and let me let me be a part of this, like, we can help <laughs> each other grow, yeah, and I mean, the rest is history after that, once we moved the party to Evil Olive, literally all hell broke loose and those Monday nights right Monday nights every Monday night for eight years in a row <laughs> yeah can you tell me about how that physically affected you um it was <laughs> it was intense especially doing a different theme but it was fun it was a moment in time and um it's it's definitely an era it was an end of an era that I, I think no one could ever replicate the, no. the shit that we did and uh, it was just there's so much reward in throwing the party itself and yeah. having the safe haven for people to come to and just mm-hmm. lose their minds, do whatever we wanted, but still listen to really fucking amazing music. You yeah, know, you every guys... Monday night and you know, open to close. You knew it was going to be amazing music and some crazy shit was going to go on. Absolutely. And yeah, and it, you know, as tolling as it was, the the reward was definitely there. For, for sure. I mean, the consistency is what's so important. Mm-hmm. In a weekly party, in like my podcast, you know, like I pretend that somebody's on my back like, hey, Sherm, you know, this is record label so-and-so. Is mm-hmm. Sherm in the booth coming out on time, you know? Yeah. And it's like, we got to stay consistent because you got to think about, put yourself in the shoes of somebody else, right? Sure. They want something that they can go to and lose their minds. Mm -hmm. Maybe they can't do it every week, but they know that when they go. Yeah. And then you just got this whole collective of people. Yep. And then when did you guys move to the mid then? Um, When I 
took on as a GM there. We just kind of made the move. We got to a point where we kind of outgrew Olive. and Which is decided, impressive because Olive is a relatively big venue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, uh, we just wanted something bigger, better, and, you know, we wanted to book some bigger artists. And I think the first, I mean, we've had everyone over at the mid since and it was <laughs> it was a totally different beast i'll, I'll have to say it, it wasn't the same vibe yeah. as olive but you know it's you have to make certain concessions and, you know with that with anything that you do at some point when you grow to a certain level yeah you know there's certain things that you have to um kind of work with yeah and adapt to absolutely and so. on that note what are some of the challenges you guys had collectively and individually and how did you get through them um i mean it was just kind of evolving the party and one thing was how do we maintain this ambiance in a yeah. much larger venue? And a lot of those challenges were, you know, hey, are we booking bigger artists? If we're not going to deck the place out and decor, what artists are we going to do or what are we going to do in order to give that same vibe off? Right. And it was kind of a weekly challenge for all of us to come together and figure that out and book the right artists and book the right people and also to kind of maintain that air of, anything goes um but also working in a much different environment yeah absolutely i mean you said that so perfectly like (laughs) i don't even i got nothing to follow that's exactly what you should say i mean doing that together i mean you had the team right yeah you're all on the same boat Mm -hmm. and it probably felt to a certain extent like the people who even came were helping out absolutely yep yeah, hundred percent. The Those bartenders, the, the doormen. The bartenders, yeah. They, every every little thing down to the bathroom attendant. <laughs> it really Hell yeah. does. Like yeah. all these people create the culture, and these are the people that make people feel comfortable to come back and to return and to keep coming back and putting and finding those right people and putting them in place. Um, was you know it's part of the challenge it's part of the fun to find yeah. those like-minded people that understand your party and mm-hmm. you know it was always understand fun. is a good word there yeah, yeah it was absolutely. always fun doing the pre-shift meetings with everyone and especially <laughs> at first you're like listen this is a different kind of party this is yeah. a different night especially addressing all the security guards yeah and we had our rules you know no cameras no you know photos and yeah you know shit will get crazy here right just letting you guys know but that was part of the fun is seeing them um Oh, you man. know, for the most part, being like, holy shit, what's going on? And also enjoying this whole experience that we're actually putting into this venue that they're not used to at all. For sure. That was probably some of the most fun parts for you and the team, too. Mm-hmm. Like, the unknown. Yeah. I think the that's, that's the shock. <laughs> the shock. Everybody's kind of looking for something, like like I said in the beginning, like that little element of fear. Like, I don't know what I'm going to get from this. Uh-huh. And you probably didn't either. Yeah. Week no. by week. Not at all. Yep. That's amazing. That's amazing. And shout out to all the bathroom attendants yeah. in Chicago Nightlife. Coach that's people. Yeah. The front door hosts. You guys are everyone. important. They are. You guys are very important. Uh-huh. I love that. Now, real quick, moment of silence for the mid. Just yeah. two seconds here. Head down. God, yeah. I miss that place. Yep. Like I said to you before we went on the air, that's one of the first clubs I ever went to. I've seen so many shows there. I was talking to Mike Lang on the night that I played at uh, the mid on New Year's Eve, which uh-huh. was, of course, very special for me. And I was like, man, can you even put into words like what it's like to see this place go or even feel it? He said, no. Like, yeah. It's just, it's it's a feeling. It is. Right? It's not even, you can't even put it into words. Yeah. I want to know, you know, take us back to how you got involved initially from maybe the transition from Evil Olive and all the changes you made once you took over. Um, I think that I, once I left Olive, I went on to um, 
you know, work with Porn and Chicken full time. We're touring, uh, traveling all over. Yeah. And once it got to a point where we were ready to make the step up, it just so happened the mid was looking for new management and a new GM, and everything just fell into place at that point. Uh, they approached me. Uh, we had a couple talks and meetings, and it just seemed like uh, a right fit. Yeah. And everything just, and it was just the right time, right place. Everything fell. Uh, all the cards played out, and it was an opportunity that I saw that I could take on for both Porn and Chicken and myself to grow professionally um, and also creatively. You know, I was able to kind of take the reins and veer the mid into a different direction right. um, and kind of reestablish. You know, the mid was such is such a legendary venue and so much history behind it. So much. It was a no-brainer for me, and all no the people brainer. behind it that really grew it, you know, Lucas, Nick, you know, even Jeff, Mike Lang, anyone that had a part in cultivating the the mid was just this historic icon in Chicago. And Mm -hmm. for me to be able to, you know, be a part of that was just like, fuck yes. Yeah. You know, like, (laughs) of course. I mean, that's, that's part of your journey. It's part of your history. It is. Right. Uh It is. I mean, that is, that is so awesome, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I just want to thank you from on behalf of myself (laughs) and all my friends that went like, I noticed a immediate change when you started taking over. Like we talked about with Prism now, you know, Mm -hmm. the bottle life isn't sustainable, right? Like why do dive bars do successfully, right? Why are they still there? Like why is there one here in the loop that's been here Mm -hmm. for 25 years? Because people know what they're going to get. They know the bartender. They know the front doorman like we were just talking about. And I think the more often venues stay, Spy Bar is a great example too. Yeah, absolutely. You know what you're going to get. Yep. The artists, of course, change and stuff, but the experience, mm-hmm. the feeling, yeah, the memory. The memory, the culture. The culture, I yeah. think, is the biggest thing. Culture and community. Without those, it's really difficult to establish longevity in Chicago. And, you know, Smart Bar does a perfect job Oh, my gosh. That. Smart Just Bar. so welcoming. Always top-tier talent. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I, I go there not as often as I should but every time I go there it's just such a good vibe you know everyone people are yeah whether you know them or not the staff is amazing and Mm -hmm. that's the same thing that you know Prism is doing right now that you know all all these places Spy Bar does Sound Bar does really well all these venues yeah um and yeah you know I think that's that's what it really takes to um really persevere in this industry yeah absolutely i mean why do you think it's so important for let's just say a city like chicago to have a venue like the mid or smart bar or spy bar um because of the community and like we talked about before chicago is about the people yeah and having you know when you go to those certain spots that we mentioned you know the people and you your crew feels comfortable there because you know Mm -hmm. that your crew will get along with all these other crews that will get along there and all of a sudden you just become this giant movement of people that you know appreciate good great music and Mm -hmm. you know you love the environment that you're in and you know it's it's all an experience with the people you're losing your mind together Mm mm-hmm Absolutely. Now, was there any personal bookings that you went for? Like you said, Adam Bear and Adam Art Bear, Bat. Nicole, Art Bat. Yeah. Muda Bear. A lot was of the there techno, any that you were like, techos, yes, yeah. I got this person. Adam Bear, yeah. All yeah. of those. Yeah. A lot of the uh, a couple bass shows that we did, uh, Sullivan King, putting him together. Yes. Doing some nasty shows. Uh, some bass shows at the mid were, were amazing. Uh, I, I just remember just the wall of death that happened. <laughs> 
uh, with Sullivan oh, King and at the mid, yeah. And I mean, come on. And then the, I think like the next week we get a techno show where it's just a totally different crowd. Yeah. You know? Um, but amazing. yeah, there are so many just amazing, amazing shows. A lot of like the tech house techno ones that we did there. They had, the night bass one was special with AC Slater that yep. we did. Yep. And I just really loved the op- the ability to run the gamut of music music genres there and really yeah. you know challenge everyone. One week we'd have a trance artist, and mm-hmm. um, the next week we'd have bass dubstep and then after that it'd be a house music night yeah have, you know hot mix five some legends there yeah you know and then we'd be able to do a gene ferris night yeah there are just so many amazing artists uh you know when we talked about Solardo and latin in that night mm-hmm. was amazing oh that was so um, sick yeah so many so many amazing shows there I just, now you were booking the headliners how how involved were you with booking the openers because like i said a lot of the people that have mentioned your name you gave them awesome opportunities yeah i would say that um i would kind of toss names into the the hat for consideration we'd mm-hmm. have our talent buyer chris uh and lucas obviously helped out book a lot of these major artists right and then what i really wanted to do was you know really foster that sense of community and the best way to do that is kind of showcase artists that were making moves in the, the music industry and right. the scene and i realized that there are all these artists in a lot of venues would just book the same residents and artists there's nothing wrong with that because they all deserve it they do a good job but we had an opportunity especially with so many different genres of music that we were doing and so many people doing different things within those respective genres it just made sense that mid being a music venue it made sense to showcase the local artists and give back to the community that Ultimately, these are the kids that bring the crowds out to come see your shows mm-hmm. because they're passionate about trance or they're passionate about dubstep or they love tech house or house. You know, giving that back to them and giving them the spotlight and being like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. I know you're doing, you know, we, did, we didn't book bullshit. Like, we, any <laughs> no. artists that we did, they were amazing, you know, openers. And we just, yeah. you know, we just found these pockets of people and they really enjoyed, they were making moves within, you know, their scene. And we want, I felt that it was, you know, the right thing to really rotate everything and give everyone um, a platform to get their music out and to play out to crowds. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how you put it like that, too, because you said, you know, it's a trance artist, I'm going to book a guy who's producing trance. Mm-hmm. You know, he may have not played at the mid before or this or that or, you know, a quote-unquote bottle blonde, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But damn, I checked out this guy's music, he works really hard, I see him doing this and this, he's going to bring his friends, like, that kind of made me think of, like, how music unites certain groups together, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I think about my mom, she still goes to fucking Bruce Springsteen concerts yeah. with one of her best friends, uh-huh. and, you know, she's in her late 50s, and she's like can't wait to go to Bruce Springsteen with her friend wherever and they travel for it I think about myself and our friends going to a place like the mid and we go there all together because we're like yes we all get to experience this together yeah and I think that's what the mid did such a good job of was the variety Mm -hmm. you know and the sense of welcoming especially you know once you kind of took the bull by the horn Mm -hmm. I mean you did like that's a that's a that's an undertaking Mm -hmm. and you went for it yeah Balls to the wall. You got to. You got to go all in. You, you do. Yeah, you do got to go all in. And again, it's this whole rewarding experience because most of these people, you know, you mentioned ADLX, JG. Mm-hmm. These are guys that I, I hang out with now on the weekends. <laughs> yeah. And these have become really good friends of mine. And mm-hmm. and I love the music that they play out. I love the music that they're making. And, um, you know, Andy Grush. I, so many people oh, yeah. that, you know, I've met along the way that I wouldn't have met otherwise. And it's this transcends being 
beyond that, it's also the media team that we put together, yeah. you know, Clark Street that are, have been doing, you know, video recaps and shooting media, uh, Synergio working with BAM at yep. the mid, all these different collectives and groups of people that are super creative, super dedicated mm-hmm. and fun and, you know, it's still a party just as hard yeah, as all of yeah, us. Yeah, of it's, course. It's really cool to be able to unite everyone and put all these pieces together. And that was part of the challenge, part of the fun, part of the reward to see mm-hmm. everything come together. It was part of the reward too. Maybe somebody like AC Slayer saying, thank you five for putting this together. Like, yeah, of that's course. That's gotta be yeah. a huge aspect yeah. of it for you personally. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're doing these artists like, yeah, they work really hard. They make great music, but like they got to that point and mm-hmm. you're recognizing them for yeah. that. Right. Mm-hmm. You're the, you know, GM of the mid, you're like, AC Slater, I see what you're doing. You're bringing this whole culture. I mean, Night Base City. Yeah. Coming to Chicago. That's so fucking sick. Yep. That was awesome. Yep. Golf Clap guys. All these collectors. Golf Clap guys. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to all them. Country Club Disco. Yes. These are just all movements and communities that, Mm -hmm. you know, people are passionate about that happen to circle around music. God. So true, man. Shout out to the Golf Clap guys. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're fucking awesome. They're coming to a state. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. pumped about that. I'm actually, I'm playing on the back deck with, <laughs> we're, here we go with the two degrees of separation, Andy Grash and Oh, JG. there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to come. I will. Uh, but I want to get into your photography a little bit. Okay. So that was another kind of like thing that I followed you for, mm-hmm. not just from like everything you're doing in the scene, but dude, your fucking photos are incredible. Thank you. Seriously. Thank you. When did you get your first camera? Um, I've always had, I've, I think it was in... It was in high school that I took a photography class. Really? And that's when it was a 35 millimeter and we developed film in a dark (laughs) room and all that. And then after that, it kind of fell off. And um, I would say that I got my first camera when I was traveling with Porn and Chicken and we were going to all these awesome locations. Like we played in Shibuya and Tokyo. That's so dope. uh, We we were traveling all these awesome cities like Hawaii, just beautiful, beautiful places. Um, Honolulu, Hawaii, like Washington, D.C., played in Miami, New York, um, just all these spots. And I just bought this little pocket camera (laughs) and I would take all these pictures like randomly. And I slowly changed my Instagram feed from memes and all the DJ stuff to (laughs) to a little bit like more and more artsy, like, oh, see what, what would happen. And all of a sudden I started getting this small following and I started getting featured uh, by a couple of these other feature hubs, and they, uh, my work would start to get shared and circulated. A couple of them went viral, and at that point, I was like, "Well, you know, I should probably look into this a little more." <laughs> and took it a little more seriously. Yeah, started kind of teaching myself, you know, and just going out there and shooting and learning how to edit and finding other photographers that I would really I was like envious of mm-hmm. uh there's just a handful of them on Instagram and I was just like I just love what they're doing yeah and I would try to mimic what they would do and try to edit and learn how to how they got to their their edits and I would just kind of put my own spin on it yeah and one thing led to another and uh Sony found me and I became an ambassador for Sony and ever since then um you know I just started upgrading all the camera gear from mm-hmm. a little point and shoot to uh, mirrorless body and one thing led to another and it's been four years now and um, still kind of getting you know still barely scratching the surface yeah. of everything that you know you can do with media and photography and there's mm-hmm. just so many different you know niches it's just like you know you start producing music right you know how to make a house track but when you once you sit in a studio with someone's yeah. producing dubstep it's totally different <laughs> yeah so you know, That's this past true. weekend, I was lucky enough to be able to work with BAM and Red Bull and Synergio Designs and uh, Rituals and Paradigm to 
shoot uh, their Red Bull party, and that was mm-hmm. kind of my first foray into actually doing a lot of nightlife. I ne- usually never shoot. Uh, in a nightlife setting, and that was something really cool to be able to do yeah, for them. Of course, and it's always learning something new, learning a new technique, learning how to edit those, mm-hmm. and um, you know, trying to get into that and portraits and brand work right now. Um, really opening up that whole uh, area of photography yeah. for myself and seeing where that is going to take me. I mean, sounds like you're able to express yourself creatively, like by challenging yourself mm-hmm. a little bit, right? Yeah. Like you got into it, you're like, oh, I'm going to take this and I'm going to do that. Uh-huh. How do you feel like your photos, for you personally, are you expressing yourself creatively? Is it what you're taking a picture of, or how it makes you feel when you take it? It's a little bit of both. It's um, it's definitely your eye and what you see, mm-hmm. and also the edits that you apply. Yeah, and every. You know, a lot of times, a lot of artists will have a similar theme to their feed. With me, I'm just kind of all over the place just because uh, I'm kind of like ADD about everything. So yeah. it really depends on the vibe when I'm curse. editing something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I definitely am kind of exploring this whole new world of portraiture and taking photos of people just because of the expression and in addition to just capturing that a special moment in time just editing and whatever style of edits I'm applying right. is really indicative of my mood right. um, and I just did this last series I did a collection in Chicago where it was uh, all based on um, a single shot with a prism and it was a really highly heavily edited set mm-hmm. but all single shots and you know Going back, if I were to edit it again, it'd probably be a totally different look and feel to it based on how I was, you know, feeling at the time. Wow. So that's one thing that I love about photography is you can always go back and re-edit a shot and repost something like that based on how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And I just love that creative freedom to be able to do that. Do you ever go back and look at your pictures? All the time. All the time now. I, I, I'll take a little bit of a break. I'll store them in a hard drive. And yeah. every once in a while, I'll go back and be like, oh, wait, some of these are really shitty. And it's like, <laughs> I was terrible at this. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, one out of a few of those are like, okay, I can, I can put a new spin on this. And, you know, uh, again, with new technology, new editing techniques, yeah. um, there's so much you can do now. And, you know, the software... Uh, that's available and what you're able to do with any creative field is you know mind-boggling you know video is a whole new thing too (laughs) i know youtube is going to be the direct tv of the future Uh if it not already is yeah it's those little things that you do when you look back or even just in the moment you're like okay i think this is good i got to keep doing this Mm -hmm. yeah in in the creative field there's so many reasons of self-doubt of things you think maybe people are critiquing they may not even be thinking of it and it's just the little things or the one compliment from someone mm-hmm. or just something that you're like i feel good when i do this yeah mm-hmm. i mean just being creative it's it's a constant battle of is this what i'm supposed to be doing do i love this like because yeah. it's tough yep of course doing something off the book yeah is not like supposed to be easy yep it's supposed no. to be challenging yeah and that's where inspiration comes from mm-hmm. you know absolutely i love uh, carl craig Chicago or a Detroit DJ, just incredible producer DJ, and he and Derek Carter both kind of have this like you got to challenge yourself as a DJ. Mm-hmm. Like Carl Craig said, if you're not challenging yourself, like magic's not going to happen. That's true. Derek Carter said, if you're not fucking having fun, no one else is having fun. That is absolutely. And I was true. like, goddamn right. Uh huh. You know, like yes, I understand playing out a set and this and that, but really something special does happen when you don't plan it. That could be a photographer. That could be a DJ set. Yep. I mean, look at fucking the professional sports world, mm-hmm. you know? Like, LeBron James, I think he's like, okay, I'm definitely going to cross over left, right. Yeah. No. 
Yeah. Last second, he goes right left. Yep. And that's when the magic happens. Mm-hmm. So I really relate with you on that. Yeah. Um, so I want to hear about at the imaged. Okay. What exactly is it and what's your role? So I founded the image as a, as a feature account. Um, it was like four or five years ago. It's got right 100,000 followers, doesn't yeah, it? It's about uh, two, almost 280 right now. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Thank you. Um, and I started it um, when I started getting into the whole industry, the photography industry, and mm-hmm. really getting into the Instagram community. And I was actually working. Uh, I came, became a mod of another feature account where we would feature other people's photos, but mm-hmm. I started the image to not only showcase everyone's work, but also to put a, a goodwill spin on that. So what we did was we would host galleries and events, and when we sold prints at certain events and small, these small galleries that we did, mm-hmm. we would donate the proceeds towards the, the charity of the month. Awesome. So we worked with different charities across Chicago. Um, and right now we're at a point, well, I took a little bit of a break for the image. We still, you know, feature the photos, um, but I had to take a little bit of a break when I took on the mid just because it was so time consuming and there's so much to do there. Jobs. Four yeah, is your limit, yeah, right? Four is your limit. <laughs> at that point I had to, you know, draw the line somewhere. Yeah. Um, but right now, um, I, I really want to take the opportunity to, you know, take it a step further. Mm-hmm. So we uh, just got our L3C status for the image. Nice. And next year we will be launching uh, the image photography and art school. Um, and it's going to be for underprivileged children. So wow. we're going to take about seven to ten for the first uh, inaugural year, the first year. Um, we're still finalizing a few of our partners. But the whole goal is to um, put together and give... Uh, seven to ten kids, a nine-month program where mm-hmm. we not only teach them photography and the basics of how to take a photo, but we'll also um, teach them legal, you know, how to issue contracts, how mm-hmm. to secure gigs, also how to, we'll do some personal branding, how to get your brand out there, how yep. to handle your social media, uh, how to copyright your work, um, and then at the end of it, with all of our connections within the nightlife industry, the goal is to also place them and give them some real-life applicable um, you know, a gig after they get out when they're done with this nine-month program. So, yes, they can shoot. They know how to edit everything, and they, they're able to sustain a job and find their own gigs after they're done with this program. That's so special, man. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. That really is unique. Yeah. I've never heard of something like that. Is that, like, first of its kind? Or? Um, that I know of. So, yeah. yeah, it's still kind of a work in progress. I've only, I think this is one of the first outlets that I've actually mentioned it. Okay. Um, You're so okay to mention it, right? I'm okay I don't to mention it now. <laughs> Everything is, it's out there. Okay. All the wheels are in motion right now. Yeah. I'm partnering with a couple entities that are going to help instruct and teach. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there, there's so many people that once they heard about this so like yeah I, I believe in this I want to help out and mm-hmm. we've got graphic designers that are lined up but we've got a couple video people um, actually a couple producers and directors out in LA that might be coming in for a couple guest lectures so awesome. we're working on a few people um, a few more people to bring on board as well as some partners but uh, I think that this uh, could be a really awesome program and mm-hmm. um, you know we, we definitely you know change a few lives which yeah, know, at the end of the day, is what matters most to me right now. Is absolutely cheesy as it sounds. I do want to no, give back and do something different with this whole creative endeavor. Yeah, I mean, listen, you can't can't do everything for everybody, mm-hmm. but doing something outside of something for yourself. Yeah, that's the definition of selfless. Yeah. Helping someone that can't help you back, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and that's where true 
just beauty in the humankind, mm-hmm. race, whatever it is. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Thank fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah to that. That's Thank awesome. You. At The Imaged. At The Imaged, yeah. So I followed it today. Yeah, took thank about you. Half a second. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. That's awesome, though. Really yeah. cool. Uh, so one thing too, I've noticed in a lot of your photos is hashtag shyception. Yeah, that was uh, the set that I did. So once I, I go through waves and I, I have certain, um, I guess waves of in- inspiration. Mm-hmm. And shyception was one that was a collection that I decided to do of nine pictures that meant something, and it was. It had a couple different meanings to it, in in addition to just being, you know, a play off the movie Inception yeah. because of the imagery and the reflections of the yeah. city and bending the light and the mm-hmm. image. It really represented a different way to see things. And my mom just got diagnosed with cancer, so I just that was uh, I took a step back from everything and. That was my first series that I came out that really challenged me to do something creatively that was different and see the world in a different light and make me want to do something for, you know, to really put, you know, the, the gas pedal down on doing something for the greater good and something also creative that's totally outside of the box. And um, that's kind of where it sparked me getting back into the industry and getting back into um, taking more photos and being more involved with... Um, a lot of the different projects that I had going on the side at the mm-hmm. time. Um, so that was a series of nine pictures that I did and edited, and this was following. The last one I did before that was Chicago Gold, which is kind of just a golden tone series. Mm-hmm. And I think the next one um, is probably going to be either video or people-centric. And mm-hmm. it's always kind of this collection that I want to put together, and hopefully you know, I'll be able to put this up at a gallery somewhere. And, you know, again, those proceeds will go towards charity. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. You're kind of challenging yourself creatively in that aspect too, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. like I'm just going to take a picture of the Chicago sunset or the lake or, mm-hmm. you know, seagull or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get up close and personal. Yeah. Really. I think that's what I've noticed a lot about social media, especially, you know, mm-hmm. obviously there's so many good things. There's obviously bad things too, but it's, you know, getting to the realness of people. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at maybe some comedians or even the DJs that aren't like every, every picture is super like serious photo. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, that guy fucks up in life. Like, that guy sins or whatever, you yeah. know? But he also is a good guy, and he does this and that. And, right. like, I think that's cool that you're maybe trying to highlight those things. Yeah. About Chicago specifically, too. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Very cool, very cool. Got a rep for the hometown. Well, you guys you guys got to check his Instagram out. At Fives, right? Yep, at Fives. P-H-I-V-E-S. I will make sure. Amazing, amazing. Thank you. So, something I really want to ask you about is the future of electronic music. You know, it's become obvious to people in the past 10 years since mm-hmm. it's grown like you said maybe even from your college days it's a lifestyle right it's a way of life for people yeah and this has only happened in the past decade in my opinion we're so close to 2020 what do you think is in store for the next decade um i think the trajectory is going to continue mm-hmm. uh, more and more music's going to be put out there the more accessible you know, again, software is, hardware is, yeah. getting music out there. You know, you can just, you can self-publish anything nowadays. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can. it's yeah. super, super simple. Yeah. Um, so the accessibility is there. I feel like there's going to be a lot more music. Um, I feel like there's going to be a shift towards uh, the community aspect of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like we mentioned before, I think that that might take um, a leading role in the identity of music and you know what people really 
get down with. Mm -hmm. So, for example, and I know we talked about this before, you know, the golf clap community that they're doing, Country Club Disco and Juna and Juna Beats. These are, like, loyal, loyal pockets of people. And I think... Probably one of the the greatest examples also is you know Dirty Bird. I mean, come Came on, like right that there. movement is <laughs> you know that Powerful. that really I, I want to say that single handedly veered the musical tastes of a lot of people. You know, and I feel yeah, like anywhere. these pockets of um, uh, of brands and communities mm-hmm. will continue to grow and take a forefront of in the music industry. And they will really dictate the movement of where music goes towards. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of, you know, in this trend, this goes towards multiple different genres, not just, you yeah. know, just certain ones. You know, there's there's yeah. one for trance, there's Deep House, Techno, I mean, you know, you name it. Yeah. There's going to be little communities and artists that foster these communities and, mm-hmm. you know, followers. And yeah. I think that that's where music will inevitably go towards mm-hmm. as people look for certain um things to identify with yeah and yeah i mean like i said music is still going to be there you know edm that's going to become more mainstream even more Mm -hmm. more so um but yeah i think there is going to be a resurgence in a lot of live acts a lot of more intricate sets not just you know a couple djs as you'll, you'll see like now uh, one great example, you know, like San Holo and all of them at Lala used yeah. this doing this crazy electric guitar riff so like to City close it out. It Gorgon too. City has so many artists. Yeah. Here, you know, Louis Child does a great live set. Yes, Autograph. Yeah. A shout out to those. Win and Woo, like all yeah. the hometown, like that fam, like they're, they're making moves. And they I think are. that that um, is going to be uh, a, another shift towards music. People mm-hmm. are going to, uh, provide some more stage um, elements to really interact with and engage with. Yeah. Um, more so than just, um, you know, a regular DJ set. Mm-hmm. And there's also going to be the boundaries pushed for actual experiential. And for example, like Eric Prids, what he just did with his hollow Oh my God. Absolutely what mind blowing. Yeah. Jesus. I, mean, I get scared when I'm watching it on my phone. And that's, yeah, that's technology at, at its infancy. It, it was, that's his first <laughs> attempt at that. And so if you've ever seen any of his other holographic shows, they're just absolutely insane. They're mind blowing. And that's, we're just scratching the surface of what we're able to do uh, with all of that. And, mm-hmm. you know, with, Gaming on the rise with virtual reality, with augmented reality, with so much, so many technological advances, music is going to be integrated with that in somehow, some shape, some form. It's yeah. always going to be part of it. Yeah. And, um, I see an integration of everything all together as like mixed media. Yeah. Eventually. Absolutely. I mean, you said in what stuck out to me, it's it's a lot of pockets of people, right? The engine mm-hmm. is the dirty bird. So like. I always think about it from like a marketing aspect, you know, long tail marketing. Mm-hmm. There's everybody there yep. and then there's the end. Yep. And you got to fucking market to those people or whatever you're doing, get those people to come, figure yep. out who they are. Like that's rule number one. Mm-hmm. Who's my audience? Yep. Who am I serving? What am I doing for them? And is it worth their time? Yep. You know, and then the Dirty Birds, fuck yes. The East Coast, the West Coast festivals, the Anjuna, mm-hmm. you know, out in the gorge and like, I mean, everything else. Like, yeah. Again, night base, you know. Yep. That's going to continue so to grow. So many parties. That's going to continue I to dream. grow. All so day I dream. All day I dream. Jeez. Repopulate Mars with the oh, out there. Holy boss, man. So God. Many, yeah. So many movements, so many things, like amazing, amazing parties mm-hmm. being thrown. And you mentioned before, like Alro, that whole, yeah. that whole traveling party. I mean, come on. That's like, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. And mm-hmm. it's a traveling experience. Like, yep. 
you don't even have to know who's on the lineup. Yeah. I see you know more of those happening for sure. Yeah. I see the ones who are at the forefronts, the space yachts, the brownies and lemonade. Yep. Those types of movements. Mm-hmm. It's just so cool just to be a part of this scene now in this time. It is. You yeah. know? Because it's grown so much. And yeah. yeah, like, everything becomes mainstream eventually, right? Yeah. And then sometimes, or I think that does inspire the subsets of genres and subsets of people. I mean, yeah. Just, it's all a tree, right? Yep. And everything is, again, going back to how accessible it is. It's like, I get, <laughs> yeah. like back then, you'd have to go to L.A. to see what Space Yacht was about. Yeah. You'd have to go to New York to see, you know, a certain yeah. you know, party mm-hmm. that they're throwing. You know, you had to go to Output in Brooklyn or right. whatever. Right, right. Uh, you'd have to go down, you know, to, you know, to Belgium for one of those trans shows. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it, the... The to whatever tomorrow world. Oh there, yeah, there's a, there's a sensation that big. Movement. Oh, the white party. The white yeah, party. Yeah, 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 You'd yeah, have yeah. to go there to experience that. But now mm-hmm. you can just go online and you know stream anything and be yeah. like, I dig that. I want to fill you <laughs> with that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, international. You mm-hmm. know, you're you're there. You're part of this community. You know, you follow that. You you interact, and you know, hopefully someday you save up enough, or they bring their party over to you, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's out there. You know the the. The internet has made everything so accessible and for people to be able to share so much content and yeah. to share their community with the world. Um, we'll come back yeah. in 2029 and listen to this and see, yeah. see what comes to fruition, <laughs> yep. huh? Yeah. I love it, man. So one thing, obviously, like I said in the beginning, you've given so many young artists opportunities and most importantly, provide genuine feedback on their brands, their music, their careers, everything, mm-hmm. right? Like you got to be honest with people. Here's yeah. what I think you should do. Not you should do, but here's what I think. Yep. Right? What would be maybe some a piece of advice or something for someone who's trying to make it in the creative industry? Um, have a sense of humility. Make mm-hmm. sure you kind of pay your dues. And yeah. make sure you have your, your, your foundation is set. And kind of network with as many people as you can uh in the best way possible i'm not saying just spam everyone but meet the right people be humble pave your way through you know give credit where it's due um and just kind of stay on the grind as much as you know as cliche as that is you really have to just keep on the grind keep learning every day keep applying what you're learning to your work and yeah just you know sticking to it sticking to your guns and not giving up up. because it's so easy to do so in such an oversaturated market where it's you know you might not have the marketing budget of someone that just got picked up by this agency right even though your music's better it's Mm -hmm. you know it'll take time to really get out there but you know don't get discouraged ask for you know as much feedback as possible from as many people as you can and uh, you'll be surprised at how many people are actually out there that do want to help you. Um, in a lot of these times, these are major artists that, yeah, you know, you'd be surprised that actually give a shit and they give you feedback. And these yeah. are the people that are going to play your tracks and uh, support you and put you on their lineups and just, you know, stay stay with it, stick with it. Everybody starts somewhere, right? Yeah. Yep. No one was born into success yeah. of any sort, really. Yeah. Support I mean. each other, support everyone else, and you know, know that. You are the call. You are basically what you put into yeah. to whatever you're doing. Of course, you know? I love that. Everybody, everybody who's in a situation like that, like listen, mm-hmm. that's that's true, genuine advice. Yeah. I agree with you. You just got to keep yeah. working hard, keep your head down, and like mm-hmm. I said, it's it's the journey that's the fun part, mm-hmm. and everything else that happens is a cherry on top. Yep, 
and positively or negatively too, right? Yeah. Like you got to make mistakes to learn from them. Absolutely. Yep. I'm sure you've made your fair oh, share of mistakes, right? <laughs> I continue to make mistakes. Continue yeah, to make mistakes, always. but the important thing is that you learn from them and you remember them. Yep. Yeah. So you don't go back. You're and not do succeeding it. unless you fail at something every day. <laughs> that's the way I see it. You gotta Absolutely. Like screw something up. And yeah. Then that's the takeaway for the day. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. So for a guy who's so busy, you got any guilty pleasures in your life? Any any, any way you like to relax? Um, you got cats, right? I have a cat. <laughs> um, I guess my guilty pleasure is just be binge watching shows every once in a while. Yeah. Like if after a long weekend, I'll just you know grub hub two or three times a day and just lock myself <laughs> up, watch some watch some quality TV. Love that. What are you um, on lately? What am I on? Uh, Dark is the one that I've been on. Okay, it's, I've heard uh, of that. A lot of these uh, shows that are very cinematography-based, uh, <laughs> A Handmaid's Tale. Yes. Is absolutely amazing. Is that good? It's, it's amazing. I think it's great. Holy because shit, amazing. Not only the message that it, uh, that it tells and it, the parallels that it has to a lot of society nowadays. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of undertones with that, but also the cinematography, their DP, that you could tell some of the scenes are just, what the fuck? Like, it's, it's <laughs> incredible. And that's, a lot of that is also, uh, it's inspiring for a lot of the work that I do. You know, the yeah. color grading that they do, the shots that they, they get. Interesting, you know, yeah. It's, it, this is all, you know, inspirational stuff to do. Um, so, Do you ever watch TV, TV shows and are just like, you, you forget you're watching it and you're like, how did they shoot this? Yeah, yep, all right. the time, all the time. Oh Movies, my God. I've watched Blade Runner about like six <laughs> times since. Uh, Mad Max is another yes, one. Yes, I just watched that again recently too. Dear Lord, like, how, like I want to get there. Yes. You know, those are always goals to get there. Do you ever see yourself maybe getting involved in television and film then? Um, possibly, yeah. Video and cinema is a whole nother world, but I think that yeah. as, you know, I kind of learn more and more, that's going to be a door that I'm going to eventually try to open and see, For sure. you know, if I want to put my foot through there. Or I mean, not, I but. feel like you're kind of starting with the hardest part, which is getting the vision, the angle, right? Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's the hardest part yeah. of filming is yeah. what do I want my viewer to see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck. I'm first in line at whatever... Your first movie. <laughs> I appreciate that. Directed five. I appreciate that. So, what's in store for the rest of 2019 and into the new year for you? I'm really developing this image program right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna do a couple events. Uh, Are you DJing still? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna pick pick up gigs here and there. I'm gonna be more selective about the gigs that I do take on. Sure. Um, because I do really want to foster this deep tech techno sound. Uh, melodic techno sound that I've been going down the okay. Solomon Hosh oh, type yes. sound. You know, that's something that I, I really really fuck with right now. So <laughs> I, I, when I go out, I just want to play that. Um, that's awesome. So I'm going to be picky about that. I'm going to do a couple events. There's uh, we're doing an event with the Art Institute, the After Tark. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still doing that. Um, got a couple events that I'm doing uh, soon as f- uh, that it will circle around photography and the photography community and you know again just really making sure that everything's set for uh, the school next year and making sure all that's uh, good to go and doing a couple fundraisers mm-hmm. to raise awareness and money for that I think our first big one is going to be it's slated to be Black Wednesday right now okay. and once those details are finalized obviously I'll Put you. Let me know. Let you put you in the know and let you know. You're not busy at all. No. <laughs> no. So what can we expect in this guest mix? Trey Solomon? Um, probably a little bit of that. It's either gonna Just be really one deep, really dark, long like, Solomon dub. song. Yeah, yeah. It's either really deep, 
dark dub or it was going to be that. Yeah. Oh, I love it, man. Yeah. That's the type of shit I like. Well, I really enjoyed this. So much fun. Everybody yeah. make sure to follow him on social media at Fives, P-H-I-V-E-S, yep. and at The Imaged. Yep. Correct? Yes, that is correct. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. This is awesome. This is a great time. Yes, Thanks for coming through. Amazing, amazing time.